When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast, home of the unanimously number one ranked Purdue basketball team. Oh, man, I, I was holding because I assumed you were going to yell something. I'm Andrew Ledman. I'm Casey Bartley. You really threw off the timing. <laughs> I was really expecting, like, a how about them boilers or just a random, you know, scream. So really threw me off my game, but we'll try to recover as we go forward. It wouldn't be fun um, if you knew when it was coming. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> Keep me on my toes. So uh, today we're going to look ahead at the basketball schedule, see what we've got on the horizon. We're going to specifically take the second half of the episode to talk about the Rutgers game. Casey has been doing some research on them, so he should get us well-informed uh, before the game so we are ready to take on these Scarlet Knights. But before we get too far into that, Casey, I've got a question for you. I love questions. I know, I know. It's it's what I love about you most. I think your inquisitive nature. You just love to find things out. Um, so <laughs> we we saw the news this week that both George Karloftis and David Bell are officially declaring for the NFL draft. So mm-hmm. we uh, we are sad that they are going, of course. So but sad. it is the it is the right decision for them financially. So and right. uh, I mean, it, you can't really argue with the decision. But my question is this. Uh, Purdue football has one game left, the bowl game, Music City Bowl, Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Do you think Bell and Karloftis should play in the game? If you were one of them, would you play in the game? Hmm. No. (laughs) Okay. Just for fear of injury, or is there another reason? Yeah, fear of injury. Um, The fact is we have this weird bowl system that doesn't matter at all. 
at least I can't find any real. No. Then again, my my kind of whole thing, I guess, is that I find that nothing's but. <laughs> wow, that's a whole other podcast. I don't think we have time to get into that. <laughs> Rankings, bowls, they all don't matter. Life in general, right. you know. This this very second. Um, <laughs> I guess so. For Bell, he's already got one concussion, and it's very dangerous to play receiver. I wouldn't want to risk that. And if I'm Karloftis, I had a leg injury last year. I think I would be more inclined to play if I was Karloftis, but I don't have a particularly good reason for it, except that he doesn't have to run over the middle and catch passes. I don't, I think they've both been successful to a point, particularly Bell, that one more college bowl game is not going to help you at all. Right. And I, I, obviously there's something about being there, playing with your team, finishing off the, and that, that would definitely play into it. And I could see how that would be reason enough to stay there, but at the same time, it's a lot to risk for... For nothing. I mean, for yeah. nothing. It's it's true. There's there's absolutely no real reason for the Bulls to exist. Um, you know, the four teams that get into the college football playoff, they have reasons to continue playing because they can ultimately... One of them is going to win the national title, mm-hmm. and, and that means a hell of a lot because when you're a national champion, you're a national champion forever. Now, if Purdue wins the Music City Bowl... That's great, but I mean, it, it's what the is that, worst what, system, right? Of what, anything what is it, sport-wise? I mean, what does it matter in the long run? Now, I agree with your point that for Karloftis and Bell, I think the biggest reason to play is these guys clearly love the game of football. They seem to be great teammates, and to be able to play one more time with your teammates when you know, like, I it will really never be like this again. Because as much as we kind of shit on the college game because the players are taken advantage of in our opinion and they're they're not getting paid and you know they're generating millions of dollars in revenue and they're getting a scholarship which yes has value but is really not equal to the value they're creating and it's not the same in the NFL you know there's a different a different feel to the teams there's a different level of attachment to the team you know players get traded in the NFL and yes the transfer portal has come into college but there's a real difference, I think, between the the affinity that these players will have for their college versus the team that they play for initially in the NFL. And so I think the biggest pull would be to just go out there one more time uh, with your teammates and put it all in the line. But, you know, there is a huge risk, like you said, if if Bell or Karloftis get injured in this game, it could, I mean, plummet them down a draft board. And that could ultimately cost them, I mean, millions of dollars. Right. It threatens their money in future. I mean, that's kind of the answer, right? Wouldn't that be the way to make bowl games matter in some way? Winning team wins money for their players? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you almost put it like uh, the basketball tournament, you know? Winning team gets, you know, $100,000. You distribute it how you want on your – every player gets X amount. Obviously, no money goes to the coaches because they already make millions. Yep, yep So, fine. honestly, I, I think that's a good idea um, because most of, the, most of the players on a college football team – are not going to the NFL. So for them, it would be an even nicer little incentive um, to, to walk away with a little bit of cash. So uh, I we don't know for sure if Bell or Karloftis are going to play. Whatever decision they make, I can't fault them for it. Um, you know, I, it's, I, it, it, you were talking about the emotional impact of it, but at the same time, is beating Tennessee in the whatever the hell it's called bowl going to mean more than beating your in-state rivals in your home field as right, your last yeah, game? And that, that's fair too. Um, but I mean, I will never fully grasp, uh, the gravity of the situation that these guys are in, uh, because, uh, I'm not quite the athlete that they are. And, 
and don't have millions of dollars on the line. So it's easy for people like you and I and the fans on Twitter and the fans on Facebook to say, well, of course they should play. You know, they made a commitment to Purdue and Purdue football still has a season. But when it could ultimately cost you millions of dollars, you know, when the rubber meets the road like that, that's a whole different question. And I'm not going to fault them for whatever whatever decision they make. Selfishly, I'd love to see him play one more time, uh, put on the black and gold and go out there one final time. But I understand if they say no just because of the risk. So we wish him the best. We hope, um, you know, I think, again, selfishly, from my perspective, I'd love to see him play one more time because they're great players, great ambassadors for the university. But if, if they decide that it's not worth it, I completely understand. So we'll see what happens. Um, we'll look for announcements. I, I've, like I said, we've not seen anything official. There's been rumblings that they're discussing not playing, but uh, nothing official. So we'll keep an eye on that as we move forward. Um, In so, tournament for life. Yeah, much better system. So that does transition us nicely into basketball, where Purdue basketball, number one unanimous ranking in the latest AP poll, which is incredible. Um, You know, just from my perspective, I've been a Purdue fan as long as I can remember what sports were. You know, my dad went to Purdue. Uh, We grew up watching Purdue basketball, watching Purdue football. Um, You know, my family lived two hours away from West Lafayette, so... We wouldn't go to many games, but we'd go to some of like the the early season games where you could get tickets a little easier. So I remember going to see Purdue play like Athletes in Action, the team that's like they raise money and then go on missions. Uh, I mean, it, it's been something that I've been watching, paying attention to, and loving you know my whole life. And to see Purdue rank number one for the first time ever was really, I mean, we expected it, but it was still a surprise. And Purdue becomes just, I believe, the 60th team to ever be ranked number one. So, uh, that I mean, it's just pretty cool. Um, Casey, I know we expected it, but what was your feeling when the ranking actually came out, knowing that you are not a mm-hmm. uh, someone who cares about rankings? Heavy as the crown. I think yeah. it's. Um, I think it meant a lot to the players, and as we saw, not just the current players, but we saw that video. You know. Etwan Moore, Brad Miller, uh, Chris Kramer, Raphael Davis, all those guys. Like, this is the culmination of yeah. this is a lot of work. This is a big point in Coach Painter's history and tenure. It's a big moment for Purdue basketball, which has steadily, as far as we know, the right way built itself up into the number one team in the country. Yeah. That is that is something. There is a lot yeah. of weight. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, so for those that don't know, I, I came to Purdue as a freshman in 2004. So it was a great time for football, but a terrible time for basketball. That was uh, head coach Gene Cady's last year. Purdue went 7-21 uh, and 21 that year. Uh, I was a, a freshman in the gene pool and went to every game and, and saw some pretty bad basketball. Um, the next year, Matt Painter came in. It was first season as the official head coach. Um, he was, the, of course, the associate head coach. Um, in that seven and 21 season, the first, first season under Matt Painter, the team went nine and 19 and you, you saw a lot more fight in the team, but you never really know, uh, if that's going to end up being something that's worth it, if he's going to turn the program around, but you watch year after year. Um, and he built this program up. And as Casey said, as far as we know, we have no reason to suspect otherwise he's done it the right way. Um, there's without violations, without cheating, without, you know, putting, Purdue's name through the mud, which I think is is really important to most Purdue fans. More, you know, we're not we're not a win at all cost university. It's yeah, something that matters thing. to yeah. us. It's more than just like legally we're right. We had the right ethos. 
painter believes in the rights yeah. and the stuff we want to believe. And it seems like that is carried through throughout the program. Obviously, it's not going to touch everywhere. Obviously, there are little points like you don't want to brag too much about something that you can't see every corner of. But yeah, yeah. In general, it's hard not to love Matt Painter, hard not to love this program, and it's really hard not to love this team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this team seems to really have something special going on, um, obviously undefeated to this point. And Casey, you've, you've mentioned in our group chat that you think now that Purdue's number one, you think they could hang on to it for at least quite a little while. Um, and that takes me to looking at the schedule. We didn't get to do really a season preview for basketball just because of the overlap with football and so much going on. We we didn't really take an overall look at kind of what we thought this season would be as far as wins and losses. Um, but now, obviously, Purdue sitting at 8-0 uh, and on the season, 1-0 and in the Big Ten. Our next game is coming up uh, Thursday, which would be uh, hopefully the day this comes out at Rutgers, and then we take a break and go back into a non-conference schedule. But, Casey, looking at the schedule in front of us, um, what exactly, where exactly do you see the first real opportunity for Purdue to lose and then have that number one ranking slip away? Normally, I would just say Butler because of it being yeah, the crossroads. The, the crossroads. Whatever deal with the devil that has been done there to just thwart us at all levels. But that is not a good Butler. And I would be shocked if they gave us it. Um, there is, so we're looking at, I, I think I'm pretty confident we're going to run the next five. So j- just so Rutgers, everyone knows who doesn't NC have a, State, yeah. Butler, Incarnate Word, and Nickel State. I, if we lose to Incarnate Word or Nickel State, I, I have to assume there's been a horrible coronavirus situation run through our basketball team. Our correct team no one should to, beat those no guys. To play. <laughs> okay. Correct team should squash them. Um, so yeah, I don't see... We play records on Thursday. We'll get into it more. It's our first road game of the year. Not a challenge. And then we got two neutral court games. NC State, we're going to play them up in New York. Uh, that, that'll be an interesting atmosphere. NC State's not very good. So that that hones in on January 3rd, before students are back, I do believe. I, I, I never know how correct. that works. And then we come back January 3rd, and we host Wisconsin. That will be our first Big Ten challenge. Uh, they've got some size. They've got some really good players. I'm dubious of Wisconsin challenging. I think Wisconsin falls into the same boat as Iowa teams that even on their good teams, they don't really challenge, especially, you know, they're not, they're not big athlete teams. They're not going to put a bunch yeah, of they pressure don't, on don't us. Really, don't really jump out of the gym usually right. in Wisconsin. So usually they, they'll just knock you in the mouth, knock you in the mouth. And usually they're pretty precise and disciplined and they count on other teams making mistakes and, Guess what? We do both those things better than them as a program. Yeah. So generally, I feel pretty confident in that. So you could say that's the first challenge, but I'm looking here. There's one game coming up in the next uh, month and a week that has us less than an 80% chance to win. Uh, I have to assume it's the game at Michigan. At Michigan. It's on the road. uh, Tuesday night. I I mean, that, that is the game. And to be honest, not this isn't as hot of a take as it was at the start of the season. I watch Michigan play and I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. They've, uh, they've really not put it all together yet. That doesn't mean they won't by the time we play them, uh, on January 11th. But as of now, they seem to really be struggling to kind of gel as a team. So, uh, in fact, I'll say this, um, I, we had uh, someone who's connected to the Michigan program sent us uh, a Twitter DM and basically said, uh, you know, there are some things going on 
in the Michigan locker room that are maybe causing some dissension in the on the team, and that might be preventing them from kind of gelling as much as they should. It's Juwan so, Howard. Then text. Oh yeah, we're tight yes. with Juwan Howard. Well, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to name names. Um, you got to get clout. Got to get out there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tag him in this podcast. You know what? Call uh, him up. Let's just yeah. bring him on. Yeah, wait, let me just call Are right they playing now. tonight? Nah, it won't matter. He'll answer <laughs> no. anyway. Yeah, he'll answer on the sidelines. <laughs> we're, we're that close. Um, so if if that can be um, you know figured out in the meantime, Michigan can be a very dangerous team. They've got a ton of talent. Howard apparently you know knows what he's doing. He's been really impressive to me as a college coach, uh, considering he had you know no college experience uh, before he came to Michigan. So that is definitely the one I'm looking for as the one that could put an end to the undefeated streak uh, for Purdue. And following that Michigan game, I think the next real test is coming up not far after that. It's going to be January 17th at Illinois. Again, Illinois is another team. They've got a lot of talent, but they haven't seemed to put it all together thus far. Um, of course, I think Coburn was was suspended for the first few games. Was that right? Yes. Yeah, because of some, like he signed an NIL before he was actually able to, right. I think is the God situation. Forbid. Yeah, it was like by a day or he two. He made twelve dollars so. before the NCAA said he could have dollars. Yeah, so uh, I'm on I'm on his side on that one. So um, and then of course the next game. So January I think is going to be a pretty tough month. Yeah, that's that's the point. That little circle there where we're yeah. going to go. Going to Michigan's going to be hard. Yeah, you're going to Michigan, you're going to Illinois, and you're going to Indiana, and that's all within nine days. And you don't get much of a breather. Because then you're going to Iowa, then you have Ohio State, then you have Michigan, Illinois all over again. So January, that's the month. January yeah. is going to be very tough. Yeah, and and I don't know that we can really say how well IU is going to do this season at this point. They're currently beating Wisconsin, but again, we, we this is not the Wisconsin from four or five years ago where they were in the Final Four and heading to the title game. Really? Because so, Davidson's still playing. <laughs> same freaking guy. <laughs> Wisconsin always always does seem to have one guy who seemingly plays no, seven him. years. It's been him for seven <laughs> years. Isn't this literally year six? I I honestly don't know. It I'm does pretty feel sure like, it's literally year six. It does feel like he's been there forever. No, he's literally been there forever. It doesn't feel like he's been there for six years. It's it's just uh, there's waivers and red shirts and COVID now. You get a free year, so I mean, who even knows at this point? It's hard to keep track of who's on what team. So, but yeah, uh, I. You know, if we the, the away games are going to be the toughest part. I feel pretty confident this team should roll through Mac. Okay. We we had the test against Iowa, but I, you look at the Big Ten and again, I don't. The top end talent is not in the Big Ten except for Purdue. If you look at guard play, which is why we have struggled in the NCAA tournament these past few years, besides Michigan, is we don't really have the guards to challenge and. I see it similar. I don't think Ohio State's guards are great. I don't think Michigan's guards are great. They didn't replace their do-everything point guard from last year, the transfer. And the the teams that scare you are Illinois, who do they do have you know top-end talent. Coburn is one of the best players in the country. That's going to be a challenge. Going to Michigan is going to be a challenge. But for the most part, you know, Indiana, Northwestern, Iowa, Minnesota, those games should all be fairly commonplace for a team as talented as Purdue. And I think what we've seen is that Purdue's bad game is still really good. Like even Yeah, if- I mean, we we didn't play great against Iowa. Uh, we had a lot of mental lapses. We really struggled with that press, but we still came away with a victory. And 
if we play like that, even if that's our bad game, we're still going to win a lot of games. Yeah, and we didn't play well in the first half, and we were up 11 going into half. Or yeah, the offense was. was offense was just completely out of sync the entire first half. Yeah, I, it's it can't be overstated how much having Trey, Edie, and Ivy on the same team is such an advantage. Those are three guys that are usually, they're so good that you you would think that a team had to depend on each one. We're in a place where just one of them has a good game for them. That's probably enough to tip the scales to a double-digit win. Right. Two of them blow out. Three of them, you have no shot. Yeah, I mean, if all if all three <laughs> of them bring their A games, I, I don't think anyone in this entire country can stick with this team. Exactly. And if all of them have a bad game, it'll be a close game. Because we still have other guys that we are seeing step up. Uh, we watched Mason Gillis do it, who, going into that game, I think both of us at best thought he was the ninth best player on our team. Right. And you've got guys like Newman who can go off. Sasha is just sitting there as the best fourth option in the country. Yeah. And Thompson's, you know, just quietly shooting 60% from three. So it's really hard to imagine our entire team having an off night, which is usually how you get upset. Right. And right. we've just got these these kind of cheat codes put into our team. Yeah, Ivy's so- always going to have like six points of just off of pure athleticism. Edie's going to have six points off of pure height. Trey's going to have six points just off of pure beast. Sasha's <laughs> going to score six because he's the best shooter in the Big Ten. Right. Also, yeah, that's so- a lot of points. <laughs> yeah. All, all of a sudden, you're looking at 24 uh, points, and then you just have to have other people carry the load. And like you said, you get one of the three who goes off and has a has a good game by their standards, um, and, and you're looking at a solid game. So obviously, Casey and I are very optimistic about where this team is going. Um, that is a quick look ahead. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about Thursday's game against Rutgers. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere. Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we are back. So, Purdue's next game is, if you're listening to this on Thursday, tonight at 7 p.m. in Piscataway, New Jersey. Welcome to Thursday. Take- I hope it's night, Steve. I do hope it's nice. You know, you just never know what the day will bring. Uh, they take on the Scarlet Knights from Rutgers. Casey, you wrote a preview for the site, hammerandrails.com. Uh, today, what can you tell me about Rutgers? Well, they can go up today. So don't don't look. If it's Wednesday and you're listening to this, which can't happen. If it is Thursday, it is up. But I didn't write this in the future. I wrote it in the past. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know how we got into a discussion of the time-space continuum here. But <laughs> how about we just talk about Rutgers instead? Rutgers, Rutgers, Scarlet Knights, go Knights. Um, Yeah, you want things to know? They're really I bad. I would love some things to know. Really bad. Even even though they still have Harper Jr., who just torched Purdue? Yeah, you know who they don't have? Who? Jacob Young, Montez Mathis, Miles Johnson. You know why that's a problem? Why is that a Not problem? Not that they were great. It's just they didn't replace him with anyone good. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the the big issue in college sports. You only have people for so many years, and then they're just gone. Yep. And unless you have good people coming in the door, things can go south fairly quickly, yep. especially in basketball. That was a breakdown of their plan, and it has not worked. So yeah, they they do they do still have Ron Harper Jr. Um, unfortunately, this year he didn't bring his jump shot. Oh, and, and in general, Rutgers. Uh, Okay, let's let's play another little game of guess the percentage. Oh man, I'm so bad at I'll this. I'll give you their ranking. They're 321st in the country. Very bad. What do you think their three point percentage? Okay, 321st. There's only mm-hmm. like 320 some teams. 350. I think. Okay, three. Well, still very low. Um, 32 percent. Oh no, 27.7. Oh gosh. Okay, so that is, very, that is very bad. And it's not like they've played a murderer's row of a schedule either. No, 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 no. They've not played a ranked team all year. They have not. Well, they played Illinois. Yeah, okay, but Illinois was not – are they ranked now? But they were not ranked when they played them. Yeah, sure. They are a ranked quality. And they lost by 35. (laughs) Yes. So. (laughs) Regardless of rank or not, got throttled. It's a Big Ten game where they lost like they were, you know, Merrimack, who they beat 48 to 35. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule for them, and that one jumped (laughs) out at me. 48 to 35. How do you feel about taking Lehigh to overtime? I don't feel great if I'm Rutgers and only winning by three. And what if I told you during those few games, they actually had Geo Baker? Oh. Do you know who they currently don't have right now? Because he's dealing with a hamstring issue. Would that be Geo Baker? It's Geo Baker who is their offense. So with the healthy Geo Baker, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights scored 48 points. Aish. I don't even know what conference Merrimack is in. I don't know what state. Not sure what continent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could be a Canadian team. I, I don't know. Maybe they're a European team who comes over. I, I have no clue. Uh, Rutgers, yeah, they shot 11 of 34. Again. Wait, they 11 of 34 from, from the, two the point floor. line. Two point line. Okay. They shot worse. From- wow. Mm-hmm. Um, which just looking at Merrimack right here, Merrimack plays one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players. Eight players. It looks like their tallest guy is six eight. Which, fun fact, um, if you are 
on a Thursday plane of existence and you are reading the preview that I write on a Thursday, you will know that Rutgers is height wise one of the one of the tallest team in the country. Fascinating. Um, and it's because they only play one guy shorter than Okay. And he's six four. So they've got a lot of wings in that like six six to six ten range. But they don't have anyone over seven foot. They only have one real big man. So they are a you remember them from last year. They were long. They were tough on defense. Yes, they were very tough on defense. Not last fun year. to play. This year, nah, 60 at best. In. So that's fine. But they're one of the worst teams at defending the three. Uh, they're not forcing a ton of turnovers. And pretty much teams are having their way. So this is not a good Rutgers team. This is not a team that's going to threaten anyone in the Big Ten. And without Geo Baker, they've got none. Yeah, so in case you're curious, I wanted to give you an update. Uh, Merrimack College is in North Andover, Massachusetts, and they are currently transitioning to Division One, so they will not be full Division One until 2022-2023. So uh, it is a, they are a team you should definitely beat up on if you're a major conference team like Rutgers. So no real excuse to only beat them by a few points. I mean, they won by 13. It's just they didn't break 50. Yes, but 13 and only scoring 48 against a team that's not even technically fully Division One is not a great look. I don't care who you are. They also lost to Lafayette. Yeah, they've lost. They lost to DePaul, Lafayette. Lafayette. No, that and one's UMass. Lafayette. I'm pretty sure it's all the same. No, if you're from Lafayette, it's Lafayette. If you're from anywhere else, well, they're wrong. Uh, <laughs> think it was a guy's name, Ledman. Think he was French. Think they. I don't think there's many. Lafayette yet in I'm aware I'm aware of who the Marquis de Lafayette is thank you Mm. thank you so you can say it right when you're being pompous yes I can I absolutely can but it's (laughs) like all the other towns in Indiana uh that are named after places that uh they say differently what's your favorite than the actual place oh I I don't know it's gotta be Versailles Versailles yeah (laughs) Versailles is pretty good um so it's just one of those so I will continue to say Lafayette uh, but is there anything really that we nope. need to fear from nope. Rutgers? I mean, I mean their what, size. They're, what, they're, what do they do well? Um, in theory, they're a decent defensive team. Okay. Yeah, you said 66, 60-something yeah, 60 defensive of, team. So, in theory, they're long and kind of athletic. But they're long I, I, can the really tell, I can really tell that you're digging to find a compliment yeah, they're not for good. Rutgers here. They're, so. they're not good, Levin. They're not. They're not going to beat us. They're not going to keep it within 15. Remember when we went to Rutgers and beat them at like 90? Yeah. That... It's going to be closer to that than losing okay. like we did last year. That's good. That's good. Because it, it would be very terrible to get the number one ranking on Monday and lose your first game as the number one ranked team on Thursday. Yeah, to this team, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even matter to me who you would play. You, you, you don't want to get the number one ranking and then immediately lose it. Um, ultimately it wouldn't matter in the long run, but it would be nice to have it for more than one week. So I, I will say in the preview, I kind of go on a thing where we will lose. We're the number one team in the country. Number one teams. Yes, absolutely. I don't we're think anyone gonna, expects us to go undefeated. We're not going to lose when we're lose. It's going to be because the team scored more than 70, probably more than 80 against this team ain't doing that. Yeah. They've only scored over 81 time. And that was in a loss to UMass. I, I pointed that exact thing out. Um, in the piece, yeah, it's it's bad. They put up 51 against Illinois. Even where, if you, even if you don't think Illinois is better than us, they lost 35 points. Where where does their offense rank nationally? 156. Yeah, that's I was guessing somewhere but in the middle. That's with of the pack. Geo Baker playing. Right. 
Yeah, so doesn't really sound like <clears throat> Rutgers is a team we nope. need to worry too much about. But again, as I think everyone and their brother points out, when you're number one, you're going to get everyone's best game. And their best I think game that's... is a 74 mile per hour fastball <laughs> over the middle. Hey, if you're not used to a 74 mile an hour pa- fastball, you might miss it because you're used to seeing well, 90, 95. Thank you know. God, Zach Eady played baseball. That's right, and hockey. Did you know that? Oh, really? With the puck yeah, and never, stuff? Never heard that before. Um, so. We're really looking forward to Thursday. See Purdue uh, take the floor as the number one team in the nation uh, in New Jersey and uh, kind of avenge, I think, a, a loss to Rutgers that I think most of us were pretty shocked about because – That was a good team last year. Yeah, that it was. was a legit squad. It was. But as a Purdue fan, you're always like, oh, it's Rutgers. That's fine. We should beat them. Um, but they came out and, you know, credit to them. They played a great game and they really knocked Purdue off balance and, and took us out of that game. So I really would like to get a little bit of revenge for that. And again, I want to keep that number one ranking for as long as I can. I want to hold on to it for dear, dear life. So, uh, Casey, is there anything else we need to know about Rutgers? Otherwise, I think that about wraps it up for tonight. Rutgers. No, do we, do we want to do a Waffle House? Uh, oh, what? Yes. Waffle House wrap update. up or not a wrap so, up an update. So we know. Uh, Purdue is playing at 3 p.m. Uh, on December 30th. Now, Casey, you you had originally said you th- were thinking of giving yourself 12 hours uh, before game time in order to to get there, uh, get your 12 hours, hopefully eat 12 waffles in that time, and then be home by the game time. Now, with game time being 3 p.m., it sounds like you might have changed your schedule a little bit, and uh, I think you've officially made a decision on when you're going to do this. Is that correct? I think 6 a.m. is the answer, and as you said, hope to get done by half. Okay, so if we assume a 3 p.m. kickoff, we'll give it about, you know, probably 10 minutes or so uh, because they never kick off on time. It's always like 3.07, 3.12, something like that, and then we assume maybe about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. We'll push that to about, uh, you know, 4.30, 4.45, uh, maybe even 5 o'clock. Uh, until halftime. So 13 you're looking, waffles. Yeah, so you're looking at you got to eat 13 waffles if you want to be home for the second half. Do you think that's doable? I think it's doable. Uh, as I said, I'm a prime waffle-eating candidate. Yeah, five-star. Five-star. Five-star five star fat Um Yeah, I just think it'll be better to have a little buzz going into the game, getting it, uh, you know, being on my syrup high talking to the fans we're gonna do a thing where i'm probably gonna throw out my venmo so we can uh tip all these waffle house employees that have to deal with my disgusting waffle ridden body for you know way too long yeah and there'll be multiple shifts since i'll be there forever so it'd be nice if we could give a little bit of generous holiday cheer uh ready for the new year yeah uh, so i'll probably throw out my venmo so we can get a little uh, boiler generosity shared down here in greenville south Carolina. there you go so um, if anything changes about this, we will let you know on the podcast. I'm I'm understanding you are going to be tweeting your way through this as well. Is that right? Yeah, I was thinking um, if anyone has any ideas, but I was thinking, you know, if you make a donation to the staff at Waffle House, go ahead, throw a question on there and, you know, I'll, I'll screenshot it. You get a little credit for giving the money. I'll answer your question. I, I'm not gonna have anything better to do, so might as well get entertained. That way, if I started uh, if I start at six in the morning, that'll give a little more time for uh, people to be up and instead of whiling away early in the morning. Yeah. So I think you've you've really got a good plan 
Um, it, I mean, as good as a plan can be in this situation, mm-hmm. as I said, I think last week, you're in a no win situation. There's no way you can be like, no, this will be good. I will have a good day. Um, you know, but kudos to you. You made a bet. You're paying it off. You're doing it like a man. So, uh, you know, uh, credit to, to following through. So I appreciate that. And I look forward to, you know, watching your misery and being glad that it's not me. And I really hope Travis gets to just follow along and just e- evilly laugh in the background. Um, That's my the least favorite part that Travis is right <laughs> about something. I'd eat you like know, 900 waffles if it meant he was wrong. It's, it's going to be great. I'm really happy for Travis. Uh, he does not have to go to a Waffle House uh, for 24 hours or, or less. You know, He would have died. Point. You know, I don't know. Um, I don't know Travis's uh, waffle intake ability. I've shared a few meals with Travis. He seems to. I just think you know, he'd go, I, I think he he'd go does, syrup crazy. Well, and the thing is, you know, it's good for Travis, but would be bad for the Waffle House challenge. Over this pandemic, Travis has got himself in better shape. You know, he's lost like 20 some pounds, I think, if not more. So um, he's going in reverse if he wants to do the Waffle House challenge. So, um, you know, he's he's really losing stars in the Waffle House uh, fat fat leap uh, rankings mm-hmm. uh, as you ascend. It's 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 definitely a ladder of dissension there. We're, we're just going <laughs> straight to the pit. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So uh, that oh, is what we legal have. advice, oh, legal advice. OK, can I bring a flask? Uh, I would, you know, I'm not from, uh, South Carolina, do not know the, uh, public alcohol laws in South Carolina, but if I had to guess, keep in mind, this is not legal advice. You are not paying me. I am not your attorney, blah, blah, blah. Legal disclaimer, legal disclaimer. I would assume no. The whole point of a flask is to not be caught. Well, I mean, yeah, you can do a lot of things if you don't get caught. That's not legal advice. So you expect me to do this sober. Here's what I would say. Here's what I would say. If you're going to do it, just leave it in your car. And be like, I gotta go to my car and just take a shot and come back in. Am I allowed to go to my car? Yeah, I mean, the, you don't think that's cheating the Waffle House challenge? No, I don't. No. If you just go out to your car and come back, I mean, you're just walking around. I don't think anybody expects you to be like bolted to a chair. Okay. So that would be my advice. All right. So I, so we should do fun things where like someone, if <laughs> someone donates like forty dollars, I'll make a run around Waffle House yeah. after yeah. like Waffle Eight. Yeah, but just keep in mind, if you're going to be taking shots, you know, you're going to have to get home somehow. Oh, uh, I'm, yeah. Even if it is only, you know, five or ten minutes. So maybe uh, just have Uber or Lyft ready on your phone. Oh, no, the girlfriend will come pick me up and then never want anything to do with me. I again. was about to say, I'm not sure if this is a good idea to bring the girl <laughs> at that point. You're going to be at a low point, and I don't think you want her to see you then. I think we need to go back to your idea that you said on the last podcast. Give her <laughs> give her the dogs and say, I will not see you for 24 hours. I think that's going to be better for both of you in the long run. What's the chance you think I can get a Waffle House uh, like patron to take me? Oh, not good. No? I would think, I would think not good. Everything I mean, looks a good underdog story. I mean, maybe if there's like a shift ending at that point, you could get like an employee. Not an employee. Oh, you think no, no. an employee will? Yeah, I'm saying I'm I'm saying like if you've been there for this employee's entire shift and you've you know you're a likable guy. I've I've spent a I've spent an <laughs> evening with you at a bar. You know, you're fun to chat with. So I'm saying if if you're with a, a waiter or waitress for a few hours on their shift and you happen to leave at the same time, I could see that waiter or waitress being like, "Hey, buddy, I'll give you a ride home. You just live down the road." I could see that happening. That's fair. I have driven customers home. Well, again, that's because you're a nice guy. Right. So uh, just, you know, I wouldn't expect that, though. I'd have I'd have the uh, either the girlfriend on standby 
or uh, a lift ready to go. I might want to walk it off, though, too. Well, okay, so you say it's five to ten minutes away. That's obviously five to ten minutes driving. What Most kind of, of it's traffic. It's, yeah, see, that's what I mean. So it's like probably le- definitely less than three miles. Oh, I mean, that's a long way to go full of waffle, my man. It's definitely all the way uphill. Oh, no, I'm getting a ride. <laughs> you Absolutely run marathon. Not. It doesn't matter. With that much with that much waffle in your belly, you're you're not going to want to go up the hill. You're going to get to the I'm going to want to be in a car. Yeah, but you're going to get to the if you think you're going to walk, you're going to get to the bottom of that hill, you're going to look up and you're going to go, "Oh god." A no. And you're just going to want to sit down. And if you sit down, I don't think you'll get back up. <laughs> what you, if someone you're... plays Rocky music behind? <laughs> no. I don't think that'll help. I just I don't see it working out in your favor. So uh, quick update before we head out of here. Wisconsin has just taken the lead on IU, uh, currently up 62-59 with 23 seconds left. Uh, so, Casey, your uh, earlier mistake that has been edited out of the podcast may be true, and Wisconsin may, in fact, win by four. I mean, it all comes back to I've obviously lived this timeline before. Exactly. It's all about the time-space so. continuum. So there we go. Uh, if anything changes with the Waffle House Challenge, we will let you know. Uh, until then, let's enjoy this game against Rutgers. For Casey and myself, thanks for listening. Boiler up! Yeah, don't try to walk up that fucking hill, man. <laughs> I don't care how steep it is. If it's, liter- if it's literally like three miles up uphill the whole way, you are going to no, know. You'll fucking vomit all over someone's house. <laughs> That'll probably make me feel better. Ooh, I don't know. And I don't know, if, I don't know if a Waffle House is like a puke and rally situation. <laughs> Lots to Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a hell of a day for you. All right. All right, good job, man. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Uh, Thank you.